see. What episode is this? Number six? It's number six. Number six. Uh, I'm Raquel. And I'm Andrew. And today we are going to be talking about five love languages. Kind of a relationshipy type podcast. Yes, shippy. Yep. Yeah. You know, Andrew chose the topic, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I think it's a great topic because I think five love languages is a very, like a cornerstone in a relationship because it applies to every relationship and every person. So hmm. I think it's a very important topic to discuss. I really like the five love, like the concept. Sometimes I worry that it's like a little too basic. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so basic as far as like, you know. Yeah. Because I think there's so many other things that like play into it, like the way we express love and uh-huh. receive love. But at the same time, the simplicity is also good at the same time. Yeah, so. good stepping stone, good starter. Yeah. Um, well, first off, since Raquel has done multiple games, I decided to do a game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's your game called? My game is When Was the Celebrity Born? Like you, what? You have to guess. Wait, how old the name of are. the game is When Was the Celebrity Born? Yep, you have to guess Wow. how old how creative. and when some celebrities were born. Alright, hit me. Okay. But I can't do math. Can you say how old they are? You can say how old I they are. Yeah, that's like, fine. Really hard. That's fine. Alright. And there's going to be eight. You have eight ones you have to guess. Okay. Eight celebrities? Eight celebrities. Because I don't know who they are. You know who all these are. Okay. And if you don't, I can, I can help you out. Well, hit me. First off, Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo. How old do you think she, she is? She is in her 40s, so I think she was born in the 70s. Correct? Do you want to go for an actual age? Yes. 44? <laughs> she's 49. She was born in 1969. Okay. You were close, say, though. No, she's like... I was like, am I going too young or too... Yeah. I knew she was her 40s. I didn't realize she was late, late 40s. Yeah. But I got it right. 60s. Yeah. That was really close. All right. Okay. Tom Cruise. He's definitely old because (laughs) I don't even know what he freaking looks like. So he's born, I think, in like the 70s. No, 60s. Okay. Sorry. He's born in the 60s. And I think he might be around when he's in his 50s. How old do you think he is? He's like upper 50s for sure. Take, upper to mid 50s. Take a guess. 56. That is exactly right. What? He was born in 1962. <laughs> well. He was 56? Wait, maybe you should be 57 then, right? Oh, I'm so good. You are good. You crushed it. Wow, I crushed at this game. Yeah, do you know he's only 5 foot 7? He's a very short I individual. I like my men that are... Short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think he's very hot though. You, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that you can get this one. Okay. Zach Efron. <gasps> he's such a babe. He's probably a couple years older. No. How old is Zach he's Efron? He's late twenties. He was born in the eighties or early nineties. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, I think he's older than me. That I think the reality is. Uh-huh. I'm guessing he's twenty-nine. He's 31. 29? He, See, I knew he, he was went, up there. He went past I, his dirty 30s already. Yep, that's what I thought. Yep. He's I born think 29 in, is close. He was born in 1987. Yep, that was really close. Okay. What about his brother, Dylan Efron? Dylan Efron, I think, is older than him, right? 
and I've never heard of it. I don't know who he is. I know, that's not true. I'm in there. I'm guessing that he's whoever this freaking brother is older. <laughs> and I'm guessing he was born in the 80s as well. Dylan Efron was actually just a year older than me, 1992. He's 27 whatever, years old. Whatever. Okay, what about Zach yeah. Efron's co-star Hugh Jackman? In He's in the his Showman. 50s as well. He is a hunk. And so he was born in the 60s, and that's that. Zach, Hugh Jackman is 50 years old exactly. No, born in 1968. Exactly. I was gonna actually guess 50. Well, that would have been close. Do you know that Hugh Jackman has his own coffee company? It's a non-profit. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like lots of celebrities have a non-profit coffee company. I don't know about a non-profit coffee company. Lots of celebrities might have non-profits, but... Okay, so tell me about it. Why do you know this, and why is it interesting? Well, I found out about it when I saw the Ryan Reynolds... And Hugh Jackman, they kind of fought. You don't like Ryan. I don't know no, why. No, Ryan like Reynolds. Ryan. I don't know how he ended up with Blake Lively, but he did. She's like the hottest ever, and he's not the hottest ever. He's not bad looking though. He's not bad looking, but he's not like he has this rep of being like the hottest man ever. Yeah, like he's not. He's yeah. not like you have to give it to some other guys above him. Like I think Zach Hugh Jackman Efron. got that title. Zach Efron. Pretty sure Zach's had Even it. Even Hugh Jackman's a little bit hotter than he's old. Josh Duhamel. Oh, who else? Yeah. Like, I just don't think Ryan is that hot. He's so basic. Vanilla. Vanilla. But not in, like, a hot vanilla way. Like, Zach Efron's a little vanilla, but he's a hot vanilla. That's funny. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, so I found out from it from there. So, yeah, got a little coffee company. So that's kind of cool. Um, Justin Timberlake. How do you think he is? Another overrated. <laughs> overrated. Overrated? Do not. Alright, Justin Timberlake is probably in his 40s for sure. He must have been born in the 70s. Give me a date or an age. I guess he's 44. He's actually only 38. 1981 is when he was born. Oh, burn! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you, uh, you better... Sorry, buddy! You better get this one. Justin Bieber. Oh, yep. He is a your age. He's my age. He's 24, 5. He's 25. When was he born? I don't know. 1992? <laughs> 1993? I was born in 1993, and I'm 26. Right, 90, 1994, sorry. He was born in 1994, but he's 24 years old. Yeah, that's fine. His I, know, I knew he was like one year older than me. Do you know what his birthday is? And I guess 25, because I'm 20... Almost 24. Do you know, so you know when his birthday is? March. March 1st, I think. Yeah. I think it's the day before yours. No, That's him so special. And I, we, we don't know each other, but we really should. Yeah. <laughs> last one. Oprah. What's the last one? Oprah's Oprah. in her 60s, I have to guess. Mm -hmm. She's, um, I believe she was born in the 50s. <gasps> Whoa, born in the 50s? How old is she? Guessing 65 or 66. She's 65 years old. Her, 65. She was 1954, one I'm year after guessing. my mom was born. Do wow, you know I'm a good guess. That she is worth $2.5 billion. I only assume. $2.5 billion with a B. That Someone is... told me this story that, like, it was like a long time ago. But, like, she was, like, like flying around Hawaii. And she like wanted to buy some property in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and she just like landed their like helicopter or whatever, 
and like it was some random farmers like beautiful Hawaii farm uh-huh. and they're just like here we take this much for your farm like right now and like the farmer is just like yeah of course because like they made a ton of money yeah of course yeah no she's quite an extraordinary case started from nothing yeah yeah well that's my eight celebrities well, you actually I got quite gotta a few say, uh, good. not bad yeah I was really impressed. I'm pretty sure you would come up with some games that I would just totally crash and burn at, but... I was trying to think of good names that you would... People that you would know. But I know Blake Lively is. She's in her 30s, too. At least. I mean, when did Goss Girl first come out? No. Traveling Pants. Oh. She made her name in Sister of Travel. Oh, have you really? ever seen this? Is I haven't. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Best movie ever. Yeah. There's one and two, but one's better. Always, always the first one's better. That's what. That's like how everyone falls in love with Blake Lively. Is they watch her in Sister of Traveling Pants, fall in love with her, and then they somehow get hooked onto Gossip Girl, and she's just like so freaking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool game. Well, the next thing I want to do is kind of say what the five love languages are, and then I want us to try and guess what each other's love languages are and see what we think. Oh. What do you think about that? Sure, why not? So, the five love languages. The first one is receiving gifts. So, you get a gift, you're really happy, yay, I love gifts. Or gift giving, that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Second one is... Isn't, sorry to interrupt you. It's not like you receive and then you also give love or receive love differently sometimes? Correct. Or I, do you people tend to like to give love the way they like to receive love? I think that this one is, I feel loved... If someone gives me a gift, I feel like I'm loved by that individual. Uh-huh. So I think sure. this is a little bit different than... Okay. Um, next one is quality time. So spending quality time together. Third one is words of affirmation. Good job. You're doing great. Food tastes great. Fourth one is acts of service. So by, like, cleaning up, washing dishes, I have to be told, yeah. you know... Cleaning the hair out of the drain after shaving. It's a big project. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fifth one is physical touch. Okay. So you like to be physically attached to the person, you know, stroking their hair, cuddling, rubbing their back, giving them a hug, kissing their forehead, those kinds of things. Okay. So based on that, what do you think my love language is? And I believe that there is one primary and like one secondary, if I recall. There's one that is your your for sure love language, and the second one is also one that you you if it happens you also feel loved, but not quite as much as the first. Um, I think you can kind of change around, but I'm guessing words of affirmation is one. Mm-hmm. And even though I want to say gift giving, I'm gonna say acts of service because of what can fall into that category. Yeah. So those are my two for you. You think I'm right? What do you think here? I was thinking maybe like quality time was one of them, and maybe not. Like, access service is one way that I Mm -hmm. show that I. You always say you love it when, like, well, what type of relationship are we talking about? This is like a a boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, husband wife. Well, I feel like you always like, oh, I love it when you cook for me. That's that is true. That is true, actually. So, I don't even know, like, 
I'm not saying you don't like polyamory. Yeah. But maybe it's, like, the feeling of, like, love and, like, connection or feeling loved is more, like, when we can have quality time together. Uh-huh. Or, we're like, on vacation or something like that more. Yeah, I, I also think that the podcast allows us to have good quality time together. Oh, yeah. We're going to socialize and talk and hang out. Anyway, what's your final verdict? I would say probably words of affirmation and quality time. But not, not excellent. Access service. Nice. That doesn't mean I don't want you not to cook for me then. (laughs) Won't be worrying about that no more. I would I would say for you, your primary is physical touch and your next one is words of affirmation. No, no. No. no, All acts of service. No. Yes. You love it. You're like, how's the food? So physical touch for sure. Like Good physical touch, like someone like grabs your back, grabs your hand, grabs your hair, like or like whatever. Yeah. But that's massage, like that's really good. But like I'm all about the acts of service. Like when I feel like I have to do everything mm-hmm. and like or I don't have somebody to I no, it's like when somebody's all talk and they're no do. Like okay. like they're you show who you truly are through your actions, not mm-hmm. your words. So if you are always just like, oh, babe, you're so great, you're so... Or I'm not saying I don't... I love words. Like, I love words of affirmation, uh-huh. whatever that means exactly. But if you are just always telling, like, making me these promises, like, we're going to do this, or, like, you're whatever. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, like... And then you are like super messy and like never did things for me. It's yeah. always me giving to you and me taking care of you or me cleaning the house or me doing and you never like did things that made me feel like I don't have to like blog the weight or you yeah. that makes me feel like like loved in the sense that like yeah. I need to stop saying like <laughs> I say it a Teenage lot. So I need to stop saying that, Raquel. I could but pinch every time if that would help. Pinch me. Everyone say, like, like, will you just, like, pinch me? I can, but I'm afraid our viewers, if they hear you go, ow, they might. No, no. Like, What's going on? No. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So acts of service. Acts of service because somebody does something for you. It's just, like, at the right, in the right moment, at the right time. Mm-hmm. It just can, like, reveal leave such a burden off of you. Yeah. Can I say like again? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's like this. I'm like that. Okay, I'm done. Nice. Do you think, um, oh, so you looks like you wanted to say something real quick. Oh, and then if I am always going on my way to, like, make sure, you know, crap gets done and I'm, you know, serving a person or doing things for them mm-hmm. and it's not appreciated then I guess like that's not a super good feeling. Yeah. I I'm definitely very like words are great. Yeah. But <laughs> I would say that in a relationship you want it to feel like each person is contributing. Uh-huh. Instead of 
one person's doing so much, the other person says, oh, I'll, I'll help out, but then they never do. Yeah. And I would say I think one problem that some male and females have is the guy might feel as if, hey, I'm going out and working. I'm supposed to be this this money maker. That's me contributing, so I'm going to come home and sit down and be a slob. And, sweetheart, I can't clean the house. I just worked an eight-hour day. I'm putting food on the table. Not that that applies to us at all or anything. But I think that sometimes that's maybe how the guy might think he's contributing and then he expects his wife to clean, which is I think that is certain people are still that way now. How do you think it relates to us, though? Because, obviously, even though some people fall like our under situation? the situation you just described, a lot of people don't just fall into that anymore. Yeah, totally. Most of the time, both people are working. Yep. You know, not one person necessarily always, you know, the only one mm-hmm. providing financially. Yeah. So how do you think it applies to us? Like art, like you and me. It's more relatable, yeah, than just like making a concept. Like, how does it relate to? I would say with us in regards to contributing is, I like to believe the fact that using your strengths in a marriage and then helping each other out with your weaknesses. For example, you're a phenomenal cook, so I'm not really going to be cooking a whole lot. Although I will help out if there's things I can do in that area. But what I'm going to do to help contribute is I'm going to clean up. I'll do the dishes. Something else I contribute, I feel like, is doing the laundry, folding clothes. I feel like I've got that unlocked. And then, but then I'm really weak at cleaning. Like, seeing a mess on the floor, like dirt or something. I might just kind of not care a whole lot. I just put on socks or something. So You're not a messy person. I'm not. But at all. But, like... Little things. Yeah. For example, when you, if you're washing dishes Mm because you want to be awesome and wash the dishes and you are in a hurry, you may not wash them in, for example, hot soapy water. Yep. So they don't, there's little smudges on like the spoons and Mm -hmm. the glasses. So like, there's like little details like that. Yeah. But I guess more would be like deep cleaning, like the sheets need to be changed. That's disgusting. And like, you would probably go months and months and just not change the sheets. And so it's like every time I change it, I should do Yeah. Or like little deep cleaning the bathroom. Like I feel like guys have the we, most we can put up with the bachelors. Yep. Like they have the most disgusting bathrooms. <laughs> like I'm talking, you got dirtier by stepping into the shower. Stepping into the bathroom, you got dirtier by just being in the room, I feel like. That's how I feel when I go in there. Instead of like getting clean and like. So. Those little things like that where it's like clean the toilets yeah. and the floor because all the dust, it just builds and the dirt. and So like going around and getting sort of the deep cleaning done. Otherwise, it just, I like, the house just feels like bleh, like not relaxing. Yeah. You know, so I kind of found my bunny trail. But, yeah. But going back, like yeah. if I came home. <laughs> And I only did laundry, but I never did dishes. I yeah. never cleaned at yeah. all. Then that would definitely be me not contributing at all in the relationship. And that would not be good whatsoever. Yeah. So, was this acts of service? Is this what we were kind of going off of? 
we were talking about acts of service and um, what our mm -hmm. love language was, and then you kind of started talking about how it relates to other people, and I just thought we should talk about how it relates to us. Yeah. It's just a little more interesting and relatable. Totally. To people probably than just saying other people do this, you know. Do you think it's important for couples to figure out love language, their love languages? I mean, do you think that that's very helpful in a relationship to know? Like, for me to know that your love language is physical touch, so I know to make sure I give you lots of hugs and we cuddle and... I think knowing you're different is super important. Yeah. Realizing you're different and... Um, sort of understanding what the other person loves and, mm -hmm. you know, realizing that it's not that the other person doesn't love you yeah. a lot. They just aren't realizing what they could do to show it. Whereas you're like, oh my gosh, you just did this or, you know. Well, and normally whatever your love language is, that's what you exude so if my love language is i love receiving gifts there's mm -hmm. also a chance i'm going to be a gift giver right but if that's not your love language then i'm going to be giving you gifts and you're going to be like well thanks but i want love yeah. physically you know so you mentioned earlier that words of affirmation was one of your yep. love languages like how does that translate for you what does that look like in your daily life um it for the most part i think it's kind of just a positive mentality and being optimistic and being nice. So, for example, do the dishes. Oh, thanks for doing the dishes. Or fold the laundry and just kind of being complimented that way. Instead uh -huh. of, it's not necessarily like, hey, great job. Go team. So say you didn't necessarily, like, that day you didn't particularly, like, go clean, deep clean the kitchen or fold a big basket of laundry. Like... What are other ways that words of affirmation sort of... Thanks for looking so good, hubby. Mm. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I think that words of affirmation is more so like, like secondary. Oh, you're so hot, you're so handsome. No, that's, that's not really true. Okay. That doesn't... Yeah, um, you don't like that, so what do you... What do you like? Well, words of affirmation are more my secondary, so it's not necessarily something that I, like, require to feel love. It's more so of you a... Like, you like feeling appreciated? Yeah, you know, it's... And so one of the ways you like to feel appreciated is verbally. Yeah, you know... So it's not necessarily affirmation. You don't care about compliments, or do compliments play a role? Compliments, for me, no, in regards to... Not any kind of compliment? Uh, I mean, if I was dressed up in a suit, I wouldn't mind a little compliment about looking dapper. What the heck is dapper? That just means looking really good. What's the definition of dapper? Siri... Hello. Um, so, when you say words of affirmation is a love language for you, you mean... It's my secondary. I feel like I have to keep repeating this. Cause... Are there any compliments that mean something, like, complimentary? Or is it all just about, like, words of appreciation and the person being, like, positive and really showing that they appreciate you? It's more of appreciation. Okay. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Just positive words in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your other one was? Quality time. Quality time. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Uh, for us, I would say spending time together, you know, I really do miss when we used to go out to that coffee shop stoked and hang out and drink coffee. Of course, I was also 
studying for my CPA, so it wasn't necessarily the most enjoyable time, but mm-hmm. the quality time was always fun, hanging out. You know, nowadays we watch TV together, and there's not really a whole lot to do. Do you feel like we don't always, are always good about creating quality time? I feel like our time, we spend time together sometimes, but not it's not necessarily quality time together. Like if you were actually just doing something where your undivided attention is undivided attention is on each other and you're just doing something that you can just enjoy together. Correct. And I feel like we don't really do that. We like, no we do activities. We do do that. You do. But do do there that. are definitely times where we might both be sitting next to each other and we might both be doing something together but our like my mind is just totally not focusing and so I'm not necessarily getting a whole lot of the quality time. Yeah. Even though we're both together hanging out. Do you feel like people who are just kind of casually dating or not casual, I don't know how to mean that. I think they tend to have more quality time than married people because they, whenever they're together, they're like doing, a, like they're on a date. Get to know each other. Yeah, whereas people who are married kind of stop. Like, you know, you just stop in the moment and you just are very like, focus on that person, mm-hmm. and you might ask them a question you don't normally ask them, uh-huh. or you're just going and doing something fun together. I feel like it's sometimes harder for, like, married couples to go do that. To continue dating yeah. and getting that quality time. I could see that. Um, you know, when you're first dating, you have that honeymoon phase where everything's super fun because you're really getting to know the person and yeah. hanging out and everything's new. Um but, I, I mean, just because it's fun, I don't know if that necessarily means that it's, like, I'm feeling loved, you know, right. necessarily. Yeah. It's just it makes sense. Just casual like, and yeah. fun. Yeah. But truly feel love. Yeah. So I'm going to interrupt Dapper. Dapper. Typically of a man. Hello. Neat and trim in mm-hmm. dress, appearance, or bearing. What are you talking about? Uh, synonyms: smart, <laughs> spruce, oh, that's trim, a good one. debonair, debonair, neat. No, debonair, neat, tidy, crisp, well dressed. I like spruce. I like debonair. You know what debonair means? Debonair. 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 I think it's French. It's debon. It's pronounced debonair. Click on it. <laughs> I know. I, I used to read we a lot of old books. Now. It's an older <laughs> word. I used to read a lot of old books, and we always just go to debonair. He's so debonair. Anyway, of a man, it means confident, stylish, and charming. So nice. you're very debonair. It means debonair. Of a man, you are confident, charismatic man. Hello. Gallant Nice. Wow. Debonair. Now, now you learned a word. new word. Dapper and debonair. I'm going to start saying, you are very debonair today. Oh, wow. There's a word of affirmation. Yeah, because talk about some good meaning. <laughs> Does that mean I'm confident? Yeah. Um, what else did you have? Well, I have a question. Do you think that someone can possess all five love languages? Possess, possess. them? What do you mean possess that them? That they it? have all five love languages. Where uh, yeah, anything every person. Is equal. Uh, all equal. It can rotate, I feel like. <laughs> Um, I feel that people tend, based off of how they grew up, 
or their personality mm-hmm. or the way they were raised, people tend to gravitate where one is always at the forefront yeah. of importance to them. Okay. But yes, most people love to receive and give love in all those five sort of categories. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you, any relationship with any person, whether it's your family members, your spouse, yeah. I think you should be showing love to them. What are you doing? <laughs> In uh, all the ways. Like, yeah. giving gifts is a great way to show totally. that you, you know, appreciate. thought of them. And, you know, it's a very, to me, gift giving can be very just like meaningless or can be really, it's, you know, it's very personalized. Where you yeah. Can, bought that gift for them because you really wanted to you know, buy it specifically for them acts of service to me that, that's always at the forefront because whenever yeah. somebody does something to help me out like go out of their way to actually show me that they care it wasn't just like you know I love you oh man you know get your back bro you know they actually show up their actions because they show up for you yeah. that's why acts of service Mm. is like a big one at the forefront of not just like our relationship but just relationships in general yeah i like to see like when i feel that the person actually will go out of their way to be there for totally. me not just like the words behind it like the sweet butterfly words behind i like to see the action behind it yeah um does that answer your question totally and i agree i think that people do possess all five but you know and i think that it is important to hit all five, but I would say if you are in a relationship, hit all five. You know, to to not just neglect. I'm not going to neglect giving gifts. Well, in a relationship, you're going to be showing the person love. You're going to be showing giving all love six. in all oh, those right? ways. But right? I also, but I also feel like if you're in a relationship, you've got to make sure that you for sure focus on the primary. Yeah. As well, that's got to be your main goal. Is to, yeah. is to make sure that that is always getting accomplished. Right. And it depends on what your circumstances are. Like, if you, um, for example, don't have to do anything for yourself because you're really rich and you have people who cook for you and clean for you, mm-hmm. maybe, like, acts of service in and of itself suddenly doesn't become such a big deal, whereas <laughs> just quality time becomes a big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, we had live this luxurious life where people did everything for us because we could afford that, then maybe, you know, quality time would suddenly just be this important one for me. I don't know. Do you think think sugar mamas and sugar daddies receiving gifts is their love language? (laughs) What? (laughs) What the heck? Because, you know, they're (laughs) supposed to look good and probably get a lot of gifts from their spouse. Well, the sugar mama is the rich person. They're not getting it. They're giving it. What was the name you gave me? Or the question you asked me about? Would I rather be someone's trophy wife? Oh. Trophy you think the trophy husband, husband or trophy I wife? I you're a trophy husband. Do you think that they're uh, receiving <laughs> gifts? Is their love language? Trophy husband is, um, trophy wife? I don't know what their deal is, man. <laughs> no, I don't um, you're the one there, that, you, you're the one that said you'd rather be a trophy Oh, yeah. Husband and a sugar daddy. Oh, totally. So tell me what exactly is in that. No, no, you said, what's better, being a trophy husband or having a trophy wife? Oh, that's what I said. So you don't want a trophy wife, but you want to be a trophy husband. I would totally be a trophy husband. So talk to me. Okay, 
I'm a trophy wife. <laughs> so you do not want a trophy wife. I would prefer being a trophy husband. Okay, so what does that mean? You just, just look means good I would look good. No, it just means all your job, you do what she says, yeah. she calls the shots, and you just uh, show up and look Go good. to the gym, work out, make sure I stay fit, you know? Keeping it, it tight. Go and get massages, get my nails done. Oh my, my goodness. goodness. I would be the best trophy husband. <laughs> Uh, see if we can work that out for you. <laughs> I think we maybe got a little off topic. Okay. Um, what do you think is the most popular love language among women, and what do you think is the most popular among men? You got to guess. Obviously, you can't just oh, say this. As is a for cliche, everyone. I think as a cliche, physical touch. Yeah. Is one that you hear with men, or words of affirmation is one you hear with men all the time. Uh huh. With women, I feel like you quality hear time. quality time, yeah. sometimes words of affirmation, and that's about it. Some yeah. women are like their own gifts. I don't know, like, eh, I don't, I don't know if one's more popular. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to try and make you generic. think that men tend to gravitate toward one, whereas women, I don't think so. I think it's very just mix, mix mash. I would say most men, a lot of men like physical touch. Uh, yeah, but so do women. No, I agree, I just agree. Yeah, it's pretty tough to just make a generic statement about men and women and what, what we think would be their go-to or the standard. But it was cool. worth a shot. What else did you have on that topic? You know, that was about it on that topic. For yeah. me, but I am ready to roll with whatever you got. Throw my input, see what I can do. While I well, I think we talked about that quite a bit. Um, I thought we could talk a little bit about some other relationship dynamics. Yeah, we're talking kind of about relationships. Totally. But, um. Do you think that quality of your relationships really affects the quality of your life? Do you I, think a person, sorry, no, no, go for uh, it, like asked a question and then no, interrupted you? Finish. Do you think a person can sort of have crappy relationships and not invest in them and still have a great quality of life? Hmm. I, mm, that is tough. I would say that if you are in a relationship, like if it's an actual boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, not just some sort of like friends with benefits or something like that where... Or marriage. Yeah, or marriage. If you're actually in a relationship where you're serious, you have a girlfriend, you have a wife, then I do believe that you are probably going to be investing in that. Well, I was asking for all your relationships. So, like, your sp your spouse, the quality of relationship, mm -hmm. your spouse, family, mm. all of it. Yeah, and that, like, oh, yeah. Actually, like, the quality of your relationship, you don't really invest in your relationships you have, the personal ones you have, including your significant other or spouse or whatever. Do you think you can still have a great quality of life? ignore that part of your life. If you're not investing in it, I still think you can have a good quality of life. 
Really? Even if it's crappy? Yeah. Because if you're not investing in it and it's crappy, then that crappiness isn't really going to affect you because you're not invested in it. But if I was like... Mm, no. Sorry. Keep explaining. Sorry, you, well, <laughs> I think that you're asking a question, but you're like kind of countering it in your question when you say, hey, if there's a crappy relationship, but you're not invested in it. No, I'm not invested. If you're not investing, like you're not investing in relationships. Like you're not... If I don't go out of my way to go, for example, hang out with my younger siblings, Correct. I'm that's, and I'm not investing in them, and I'm not t- taking, like, do, going and doing things together, maybe yeah. taking a trip with them, that's me, or never taught, make a time to actually have a real conversation. That's me not investing. That's Correct. not that I'm not invested. No, exactly. You're invested in certain relationships because of their family, their been a friend for a long time. I didn't yeah. mean like you're not invested, like you're disconnected. I meant like you're not investing in it. Well, it's a, it's a similar thing, I feel like, in uh-huh. regards to if I have a sibling, we have a crappy relationship, and I'm not further investing it and going and hanging out with them. Or if you're not investing in it? Correct. I'm not investing anymore. Okay, in okay, it. okay. That crappy relationship isn't going to affect me because I'm over it. I'm... I think that, again, you're saying investing, well, like I'm putting I'm time sorry. in, I'm trying I'm to investing, in, and then you're saying improve. that like you're acting like you had a falling out with that person, and that's why you're no longer investing. Well, if it's a crappy relationship, then there was a falling out at some point. No, no, no. It's only a crappy relationship because you don't take time to make it a good one. Oh. Not that you had a falling out with that person. Like, I believe... Very much so, even if on surface level everything's fine, mm-hmm. that if you don't invest in the relationships you have, that they become very, like, even, I know people say, there are certain people I know that I may not have seen them or spoken to them in years, and when we get together, it's like nothing ever changed. Yeah, totally. That's great. There are, like, really great friendships in the world that, yeah. that exist, but in all family, close, rela- any family relationships, close you know, relationship with friends, spouse. If you don't invest in your relationship, that's the only reason it became bad or insignificant in your life, mm-hmm. and ne- didn't you know better the quality of your life is because you you chose to stop investing and stop caring about nurturing that relationship. Uh-huh. It's not that you necessarily had a falling out or like a huge thing happened that caused you to. That relationship to go bad. It's yeah. just that you didn't actively invest in it. That's more what I mean. So now the relationship is it strictly with people that are very close to me, or Any. because I mean, if it was about Billy Bob, who I met two years ago, but I never really built a good, strong relationship with. Well, I'm I not investing defining it as just family because some people have have friends that are really are their family yeah. that they've known forever. And those friendships mean as much to them as family Mm -hmm. but for you i would say it's a lot family it's some friendships yeah it could be friendships family your spouse doesn't mean any of it yeah yeah i would say if you you stop investing it becomes crappy well it's not that it becomes crappy i just feel like if you don't invest in it it's just not there anymore yeah Yeah, i'm i'm still gonna stick by my Statement, I don't think it will affect your quality of your life. Yeah. 
think so. So. Because if you're if you cease investing, if I stop mm-hmm. investing, it's because in my mind that yeah. person isn't necessarily as important to me anymore at the time, or I'm too busy. Uh, so right. whatever they say or do isn't the same. Oh yes, for sure. In the moment. Quality. In the moment. In the moment. No, in the moment, that person isn't as Get important. In the moment. And you have other priorities in your life. In the yeah. moment, you do. But I'm saying, over time, if you ignore your family because work is your priority in your career, your your fun, you know, hanging out with your friends, uh-huh. and that's your priority, so you don't give two cents about investing in your family relationships. Yeah. Yeah, it's because. In that moment, they're not important. So in that moment, it's not affecting the quality of your life. But over time, over the span of your life, as you go through the different stages of your life, don't you think you can like wake up one day and realize, I don't have, you know, suddenly family means a lot to me. Yeah. And I don't have, I never, I don't ever give to my relationships. Mm-hmm. I invest in them so that they're not really there. I'm not connected to the people around me because I don't give and invest in those relationships. Yeah. So in the moment, I agree with you. In the moment of it all happening, we don't think about it really affecting us. Yeah. But I think over time, over the span of our life, that's where I would disagree. Gotcha. Pretty strongly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Still gonna stick by my thing then. <laughs> <laughs> you can think what you want, but... I think relationships are everything. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise we yeah. would all just live alone, be alone. Do you think humans can be happy and fully like potentially be in the living their full potential of happiness in their life if they were just alone all the time? Probably not. Like a hermit? I would yeah. say there are, uh-huh. I would say 98%, 99% of the world, no. But yeah. I would say there's probably 1% that just do not like human interaction at all. Well, there's probably some deep-rooted issues. That could be. I mean, I'm an introvert. Like, I am a... Really? Yes. Thanks. As in, I... Really? For the most part, regain energy with quiet being alone, whether it's, I'm, you know... I refuel and recharge whereas other people no, when I sleep. <laughs> recharge when they're hanging out in a yeah. group. So I'm not talking about introverts, but yeah. I appreciate your perspective. It's very good. Okay. Um another thing I wanted to bring up about do you think that when people are having like an argument, for example, uh-huh. it's like if we were having an argument. Never happened. It's really easy for people to say things like as an absolute truth. Like if I say if when I'm telling you something, uh-huh. I say it as an absolute truth rather than just like this is what my experience was. Totally. This is what my experience is. Mm-hmm. This is how I felt in the situation. Do you think people tend to take what they feel as this is how it is, you know. So if I felt that you were being, you know, careless or unloving, then that's just how it is. You're careless versus if you're 
trying to resolve an issue, you know, realizing, telling the person how you feel, and that should be significant to the other person, but it doesn't mean that that was, like, their intention behind it. So I feel like that kind of evolved from Sorry. going from, if I say something's the absolute truth, to, <laughs> like, something else. Um, I would say that, in my opinion, uh, it's tough. Um, individuals, I would say, do take their experiences mm -hmm. and believe it to be the absolute truth. Yeah. Um, and can sometimes refuse to listen to someone else's opinion that doesn't necessarily line up with theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely, definitely something that does occur. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the things you mentioned earlier about, like, uh, words of affirmation mm -hmm. made me think of this, too. Um, so, two things that I think are really bad for relationships, mm -hmm. like mar marriage, like married relationships, spouse, right? Could, yeah. It could be any. Is... I think of, like, criticism. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe that's mm. where, like, you thought of words of affirmation because criticism would be, like, the opposite of that. Uh -huh. almost. So, so, I read this somewhere else where it said, criticism builds contempt. And contempt is the kiss of death in a relationship. Wow. But I also think criticism, we could also say criticism and also a feeling of neglect or almost like you don't care. Mm -hmm. Those two things, I think you could change them out. So, like, for one person, it could be um, experience, like, criticism is yeah. that thing that builds contempt and a thing that I thought you could um, kind of switch out with contempt is, like, just respect almost. Mm -hmm. You no longer respect that person. Yeah. You no longer feel that sense of respect for them, who they are. Yeah. And that's because of, I mean, if you have contempt for someone, you're starting to feel that way. Yeah. Don't feel respect for them Correct. anymore either. So. They go hand in hand. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it seems like a very, like, intense thing to talk about, but criticism can really, in a relationship can build contempt over time. Yeah. And then also, I I wrote down neglect, and I'm not saying, like, one person's neglecting them, like, but, yeah. like, yes, like, neglecting your relationship, neglecting, um, investing into that person over yeah. time, I think, builds up a lot of walls mm -hmm. and contempt and disrespect, you know. Totally. So, that's a thought I had, especially about relationships, kind yeah. of in general, I like the uh, the other side of it, you know, the other side of words of affirmation being criticism. The other side of physical touch being no physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, what do you think about that? I think it's true, I mean, I do take criticisms very, very roughly, you know, I'm not a big fan of being criticized, yeah. um, so I think that, yeah, that's, that is 100%. True. true. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a good way for a person to Achieve? ask for something to change 
in a way that doesn't, in a, Offend. in a, well, in a really straightforward way, mm-hmm. where they're not being out of the bush, that also doesn't tear down that person's emotions and just drains yeah. them. I think you got to beat around the bush just a, just a hair, and that is the only reason why I say that is if you are going to try and change or ask for something, you said say something you don't like that's happening, correct? If a person wants to uh, is asking for something to change, correct. they're asking something to change. in a sense it's a, it's a type of criticism. Yeah. But how can they ask for what they want or what they need or what they want to change in a way that doesn't emotionally break yeah. down the person? For example, if I'm doing the dishes, you don't like how I'm doing the dishes because I don't do hot soapy water. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're going to approach me, what you're going to have to do is not just beat around the bush, but you got to initially lead with positivity. Yeah. And then like, hey... Thank you so much for taking the initiative and doing the dishes after dinner. That's so sweet of you. Um, would you mind? I, I would like the di- you know I prefer to have the dishes done in hot soapy water so that way they can make sure that they're clean and sanitized. You know, and approach it like that, where you come in with positivity, mm-hmm. and then you ask for the change. Because if you came in with just negative, hey, you're doing the dishes wrong you're supposed to use hot soapy water like there's been no nothing shown that you appreciate me even doing the dishes in the first part you're just coming in accusing and not showing any sort of positive nature and making me feel better about myself before you ask so you feel that a compliment will cause you to not feel the sort of fatigue irritation of asking of someone saying, totally. Can you wash dishes with hot soapy water? Totally, and I think that's, that's a really simple example. Obviously, yeah, like obviously, people, there's much more harder things to that yep. people want to talk about. But yeah, I mean, you almost have to pander to the person a little bit to kind of get them. In My a happy concern state. was kind of what you mentioned. You kind of said being around the bush is yeah. how do you ask for some excuse a point across to someone in a way that doesn't criticize and break them down. But also, you've gotten it across. Like, you're not confusing it at all. Correct. They get that this is significant to you. you know? I think, like I mentioned, going in with the positive aspect or figuring yeah. out a way, but then also making sure that it's understood that it is an, it's an important aspect to you, a very important aspect to me. Um, so like the so that way the other person knows, oh, yeah. I should probably do this because it's important to them. You know, instead of just... It's seeming like a simple, insignificant thing to where you're like, like, who cares? That's insignificant. But if you come in with like, no, I, it's very important to me yeah. that it is done this way. Or, yeah. Do you think men and women hear things differently? Oh, totally. So as a man, how do you, how would a woman say something in a way that he gets how important it is to her? Like, would she literally say? This is important to me. And then, like, he gets it? Or is there a certain way you say, you ask, what, or do you say, this is so important to me? Or do you need to use a word like happiness? This is so <laughs> important to my happiness. Which is, like, a really weird thing to say. Also. That's funny. How do you say what you need this makes me feel so or bad. want or whatever change, your, whatever thing you bring up, 
uh-huh. in a way that, well, you mentioned the compliment to sort of make the person feel appreciated Correct. before you sort of go in with the criticism. Yeah. But how do you get the point across that this thing I'm telling you is important to me? Use the phrase, it's important to me. I think that, that would totally work. Okay. You use it. Um, you could even use, be like, this makes you feel loved. I think it's a little cheesy, but mm. I would say if you, <laughs> if you say, this, it's important to me, you know, I remember when I was washing dishes and I never cleaned the top of the stove. And, you know, I would say if you can get the point across that's important to you, without having to constantly repeat yourself because then it almost sounds like you're <laughs> nagging. Like if you can get it across early on, yeah. hey, it's important that you also wipe down the countertops. You also wash the top of the stove. Yeah. You know, that way yeah. it's, it's not this constant, do the stove, nagging, do the stove, wash nagging. the stove. Yeah. Well, my advice for the men out there. Men, let them know. Okay. Is <laughs> if you feel like your significant other or wife it just told you something that's important to her, you really need to respond with, I'm really glad you told me that. I really now have a clear understanding of how you feel. Yeah. You ha- you need to let her know that you, that you heard her and yeah. that it's important to you what she just said. Otherwise, I think the repeating cycle happens. Up, They'll yeah. say it over and over because they don't feel like you heard them. Yeah. And I know you probably did hear them. Maybe. Maybe. I, will. I hope you heard them, but if you if you heard them, the dishwasher was a little and bad. you care, you need to say. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Totally. I really get how you're feeling now. I get whether I totally understand it or not. I really respect that's how you feel. And yeah. Like, I think that's an important part of that. I agree. Do you have any advice for women? Women don't nag. This topic. No. Um, like I had mentioned, just make sure you voice that it's important to you. Mm-hmm. Also, um, be ready to forgive a little bit because just because you say it's important to you, again, doesn't mean he's necessarily going to do it the first time or the second time. It might still take, like, I remember when you first told me that the stove was important. I did it. Next time, I don't think I did it. You know, and that's where then well, you yeah, did tell I me like again. And eventually... That's like a really like first world problem, you know, like it's hard. So don't take that example, guys, as like the The ultimate example. Ultimate example because he's just using it as an But just just be willing to kind of don't necessarily expect it to happen the first time, but at the same time just forgive a little um, and then just kindly remind without making him feel like he's an idiot for forgetting, you know, and why? How could you? Do you really love me? What? No, I'm just what? Just, just forgive and be ready to. Um... One thing I I read too that when I think about arguments or like these type of conversations uh-huh. is it's really important that you want to feel that the other person can respect what you're going through, or mm. respect like you're having the same argument over and over, or like. You're trying to describe the situation that happened. Yeah. It's really important that you feel the other person respects what you're going through or, or where you're at with it. Uh-huh. Which is why I thought, like, I mentioned the whole 
telling them, like, yeah, hey, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, like, I, I actually heard you. Yeah. I see the significance of it. I just, you know, respect. Do you think that they have to see the significance of it? Or that they just hear you and that's significant to you? They don't have to, to agree. That doesn't have to be yeah. significant to them. Um, but, so you want to feel if the other person respects what you're going through. Yeah. Do you feel that way? I would say so. Yeah, so I mean. How does that sort of translate into? I have to respect what you're going through to truly and genuinely want to well, go through what it. What about you want to feel that I respect what you're going through? I respect where you're coming from. I really see, like, your perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. You feel that way, like, from the opposite end where you want me to respect what you're going through, or... Oh, as a male, I want yeah, to yeah, respect? Yeah. Oh. Not just the opposite, but gotcha. both, I think that route, that one goes both ways. Gotcha. Or in your relationship, but... Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that in certain aspects, it, it would... It is a fairly important factor. Um, I think that there are definitely some... Some instances where, you know, the guy might might not necessarily, uh, I don't want to say not care, because that, that's just not good. But a lot of guys might be a little macho to where they don't care whether you respect it or not. I'm just going to be a dude and whatever. Hmm. Do whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, if... You had a very, like, strong, like, opinion of what happened or whatever. And say you're in a, like, discussion or an argument. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel it's significant on both sides that, like, the other person can see where you are coming from and can sort of respect, like, why you did, you did the moment because of in the moment it seemed like the right thing to do almost or the it's you know <laughs> no you're like no nah. you keep going in like different things I keep that feel like oh you're like first you start with a conversation argument then went somewhere else i mean yeah i mean i like i i told you in the past not today, but in the past, and if you're ever in an argument, it's yeah. definitely you definitely have to say, "Hey, I hear your opinion. I totally get it. You know, this is how I feel, but I do understand because I think that's the ultimate way to approach an argument is mm -hmm. by saying, "Yeah, I totally." Do you think apologies are important? Um, like uh, for example, that's tough. A says to B, "Blah blah blah. You hurt me. You made me feel so hurt." I'm not going to go into, like, whether A and B is male or female, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the certain guys are. Yep. B, do you think it's so important that B then says, even if they don't, even if they necessarily didn't do something that was wrong, yep. says, I'm sorry, like, I'm really sorry that, like, I made you feel this way, yeah. or that I was involved in this situation, you know, not... I'm just, I'm, like, not making excuses for themselves. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm sorry for your, like, I'm really sorry for your pain. I'm sorry to, like, you know, but you're not, like, fully apologize. It is important to apologize. There are definitely scenarios where you don't think you need to, like, you might not believe your apology, but you might be saying it because that's what the other person needs. Yeah. So I do think that that does happen. 
I think it is. Well, I think a lot of what happens is you do something and you have no intention to hurt the other person uh-huh. in the process, but you did. Whether it was based off of you weren't, you were being a little bit careless or you just weren't seeing, yeah. whatever it was, the circumstances are. I think it happens all the time where you need to then apologize for the impact it had on the other person. Uh-huh. doesn't matter if your intentions were bad or it was inherently a bad thing that you did. Yeah. It still impacted the other person. And I think, I think just like fully apologize, like saying I'm sorry is really powerful. Like, like yeah. saying I'm sorry for how this impacted you. Yeah. And just leaving it at that, not making an excuse. You don't defend yourself. That's, that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> Got some personal experiences with them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. You don't have to go into detail. What? Never mind. <laughs> um, Alright. I have a couple questions to finish it off. Okay. What's your ideal date? My ideal date? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be steak. Mm. Medium rare. Mm. I said date, oh, not meal. Right. Sorry. Well, the date has to include <laughs> oh my meal. Goodness. I mean, if I'm going on a date, it's got to be food at some point. All right. What's your ideal date? Go. Okay. Ideal date, summertime. All right. Evening. It's warm out, but it's at like 6 o'clock. Got a table outside. Summer or in the tropics? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you're outside, sitting at a table for two my date it's basic for me it's just food like I'm not gonna go on a hike or anything like that's that's silly that's good. just describe your date don't silly. worry about what's silly just describe uh, it in detail your date you're enjoying order maybe a lemon drop right off the bat <laughs> you know conversing I'm really hoping that the place has like bread or something because I love having a little pre-appetizer apps a little a pre-app you know the a pre-app pre-app, pre-app. <laughs> exactly <laughs> then the appetizer arrives you get a little snack maybe it's like a cheese platter or something. We've never heard of cheese Yeah, no. Um, remember in uh, Hawaii? That was yeah. melted brie melted with brie. like a pear salsa. Mm, yeah. That was like, that wasn't a cheese platter. Yeah, that was like had cheese, a brie, though. deep fried brie log. It was good. <laughs> um, and, then, and then the steak comes, maybe has some mashed potatoes, garlic, Maybe some like <laughs> nice. Are you hungry right now? Just I'm be really honest. Hungry. You're starving. That's why I can't wait to go. You're like eat. ideal date food. Yeah, <laughs> it's like almost dinner time right now. Um, <laughs> but then afterwards, you can kind of go walk around after the meal, and yet it's still nice and warm out. Maybe the sun's starting to set. You can kind of. So maybe just a nice okay. meal. Yeah, a nice meal. Nothing else. Totally, that's an ideal date for me. Yeah, but not like. Remember that's that quality well, time. A movie, just pretty no. good, having conversation, exactly. great food. Getting that quality time. Relaxed. So you're you? not like a have snacks, watch a movie kind of guy. You're more, like a date to you is more go out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What about you? You don't have to repeat the question. <laughs> I'll save it for next. No, time. no, no. Ideal date. I don't know. Like I really like what you just described because obviously we've done. Can't take mine. We've had lots of food <laughs> dates like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think it's hard to describe an ideal date for me because it's so based off of, like, circumstances. Mm-hmm. As in, you know, depends on where you are. Gotta be ideal. You know, if you're you somewhere to. where, like, it's incredibly 
hot and sunny out, like an ideal day situation, they're very, very different than where we live, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I don't really have a great answer for you right now, other than I think an ideal date involves we'll think about great conversation, <laughs> um, some way to like physically interact. Uh, I think that might sound take be taken the wrong way. Yeah. But some type of like physical contact, whether it's you hold their hand when you walk to dinner, or you like, you know, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna fart or something. No, I'm stretching my leg. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, great conversation. Food. Are <laughs> <laughs> you looking at me? <laughs> moving on. Moving on. All right. What's the All last right. Question? Best. Uh, what's your favorite way to spend quality time? Favorite way to spend quality time. Like I said, I think like going out and grabbing I coffee. I think you just described it. Oh yeah. Dinner date. Well, I think you just described like a quality. That's time. good. Yeah, going out together is always fun. What about like staying at home? Is there anything at home you like doing that involves quality time? With with my significant other, with you, yeah. I mean, there's the TV, but, you know, I don't think you'd believe me, but if I said that I could have actually a lot of quality time with friends playing video games, I don't yeah, think you'd believe me, but Yeah, that you true. never see those people in person, I, and you live in the same city, that's I, a little sad. I don't live in the same city. Well, we don't people. do it again, do it, do No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, how do you like to show love? What's your favorite way to like show the people in your life that you love them? You know what's, what's your go-to? Gift giving, actually, that's my favorite way. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, whether that's like physically giving a gift or like going out to lunch or mm -hmm. going out and getting coffee with a friend and pint, you know, paying for it. Is it by? I think your favorite way to show love is giving the people around you your incredible advice. <laughs> <laughs> right. My million-dollar advice. Listen up. Don't try and cash. <laughs> Um, have a question. Last question. Okay, sure. Do you have a hard time relating to people who are different than, than you? Oh, different? Or different. Whether it's, do you have a hard time relating to someone who has totally different love languages than you? Or um, like, totally, you know, maybe they, their idea of a good date is totally different than yours. Do you have a hard time gender, like, or? relating to them or relating to, say, if my... My love language is totally different than you. Yes. Or what I want to do that my idea of fun. Do you have a hard time relating to it? Or is it easy for you to adapt and really show love to the person the way they love to receive love? I would say it's it's easy for me to get along with someone that might have the other love language or might be different. As far as showing love, though, it is difficult yeah. for me. If, I, if it is someone... For example, your physical touch, I'm not. It is, I have to remind myself, hey, I have to, you know, make sure I'm showing Raquel that I love her through physical touch. Yeah. So, you know, so that way she knows that she's loved. Whereas if I'm just, I can get along with people of other love languages quite easily because that's not necessarily as intimate and deep as needing to show a love language. So I do, I do think, though, it is. it can be difficult trying yeah. to, to perform or show the other love languages. Yeah. When it's not my not my first one. Any uh, anything else for the audience? Yeah, I think we this is a long covered one. as much for as uneducated we are on the topic, I feel like we covered it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> We're not like five love language experts. No, anything. not at all. Um 
I have one question to finish off. Oh boy. What was uh, what piece of love advice your parents gave you? Did they ever give? Oh, communication. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, you hear that from everyone. Communication is lubrication. Nope. <laughs> never said no, that. Never. <laughs> no, my parents always talked about how communication is key. And it's true. It is very true. Yeah. I would say that that's, that's got to be the biggest thing. Anything for me? Oh, man. What do you think is your strongest love language in giving? What do you think you're the, is your best at giving it? Everything I think of falls under acts of service because everything I think you do falls under an act of service. Like, maybe you give them a massage. Or, yeah. like, That's physical touch. you make them dinner, you clean the house. You, all those things are, like, acts of love from yeah. your heart and soul. Soul. I should be appreciated. Should be. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> acts of service for you. I love giving compliments because normally I really mean them. Mm-hmm. Like I really like if I'm gonna tell, I'm not gonna not say something someone doesn't mean. I'm gonna think of yeah. something I genuinely mean and give them like say the word, the compliment or the affirmation, yeah, the positive thing I appreciate. But I I have this thing where it's like, oh, I could tell them a million times. This is like how cliche, by the way that I appreciate them for blah, but if I don't do something to show them, uh-huh. I don't physically do something, then, like, they're going to, like, feel like I don't really love them, or I don't really, like, appreciate. Like, if I just use words to appreciate you, yeah. I have this thing where I'm like, don't actually feel like I mean it, unless I physically do something. Yeah. So, I think that's totally entered, like, my own mental thing. <laughs> no, I think that's exactly... Your love language and receiving is acts of service, therefore your mentality. Yeah. So if I just told you I appreciate you, but I never did anything to show you, then like... You're not, you're going to think I might think, oh, like, oh, oh I'm such a fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, my goodness. Stuff, That's guys. too funny. <sighs> awesome. Well, I think this was a fun, fun little podcast seminar thing on relationships and the five love languages. So. Yeah. Do you have any questions or comments? If you're one of the five people listening, thank you. (laughs) We love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Feel free to hit us up with questions and comments on our Instagram handles. Well, mostly if there's something you'd like us to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Alright guys, have a great week. Tomorrow's Monday, so... Have a good, strong week. Crush it. Yep, start off good. Alright. Goodbye, guys. Bye.